Well, hello there. Hello, hello. Well, I guess this is another uh, episode of us just randomly, awkwardly opening this up because, again, it just records as soon as we start talking. Yeah, Anchor is really awkward when it comes to their uh, uh, recording software. Uh, recording software isn't the right word because it's good when you're by yourself, but duo recording software, yeah, it's really awkward. Yeah, I'm noticing that. We need to start like kind of trying to edit together some way for us to uh, have an intro, so that way it's not awkward. <laughs> yeah, rather than <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, well, hello there. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, it's been a while since you and I have actually talked on the uh, on the podcast. How have you been, sir? I've been good. Uh, I've shoveled a lot i guess yeah you guys got hammered oh yeah uh a town about probably 20 minutes away from me got like 24 inches of snow yeah um in case for uh y'all don't know this is uh january 105th um (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) it's 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 depressing because i walk out i see the sun and it's only 34 degrees and i'm like this is bullshit (laughs) (laughs) and then i walk outside and there's mass amounts of snow everywhere see at least i do not have that i'd rather have sun and 34 degrees rather than uh eight feet of snow and 34 degrees yeah that would kind of um put a damper on things (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh i was visiting uh like I, we were talking about the other day i was visiting uh, my girlfriend and her family and we actually got snowed in at her grandma's house yeah there was no uh no poontang getting for you that day <laughs> no. uh to michael's girlfriend i do apologize um <laughs> her face is going to be beat red listening to this no, she'll just probably nod her head. You're gonna be like, yeah. No, I mean, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's a good sport. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, not a lot's happened since you and I have talked last. I mean, a couple big things, but not a whole lot. So, hopefully, we don't do an hour and a half and get suddenly cut off at the very end. Yeah, hopefully, that, yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen again. I was really. Uh, <laughs> yeah it was it was odd (laughs) if you listen to the last episode uh you and i are talking and it's just talking about twitter and it talks about me talking about porn stars and it just cuts off i mean that's that's the perfect place it's like your mom walked in when you were uh doing one of your late night jam sessions and you just kind of have to cut it off you know (laughs) (laughs) what it was it's like you don't want mom walking in and seeing something in your hand that's not supposed to be there in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway. So so catch me up, man. What's what's been happening in the world of the NFL? Uh, um Des Bryant is you know being a bitch about being cut by the Cowboys. Well, I mean, okay, to be fair, as much as I hate the Cowboys, it does suck to get cut from a team. You never want to get see somebody get cut or get cut because then somebody's losing their job. However, Des Bryant needs to calm down. He's gonna get a team. Somebody will sign him because they're stupid, and it's fine as long as it's not the Eagles. Well, would you say that they're stupid? I mean, any okay? I guess what I guess Des Bryant obviously he's not as great as he used to be. But he's dependable in the sense that he's a receiver that can somewhat do his job if he has the right team around him. Yeah, I mean, he's very much a situational player now. He's not the um, he's not going to be the all star that you expected him to be three years ago, where he was going up and catching as much as uh, Tony Romo was throwing downfield. Um, he's not going to beat anybody out on the outside he's not a very good route runner we've seen that before um he's a little dramatic and you know it's gonna take a it's gonna take a new england patriots to sign him 
because I think that's exactly where he ends up going. Um, he's he's a diva, and the Patriots like to sign divas and say, "Oh no, they're uh, they're team players." And for some reason, Bill Belichick has some kind of blackmail on them that they're just like, "Yeah, no, we're team players." Because Bill Belichick's a wizard. Yeah, him and his sleeveless hoodie. <laughs> we're on to Cincinnati. Uh, can we? Okay, can we sidebar off of that really quick? Uh, how great are Bill Belichick's um, press conferences? Bill Belichick has the best press conferences. It's you. You get nothing, but yet you feel like you've seen the whole show. Like that's exactly how it is. He's he gives you absolutely nothing. Bill Belichick, um, your wife cheated on you. How do you feel? Uh, we're on to Cincinnati. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't seem to answer the question, Coach. Uh, is that going to affect your game plan uh, going into next week? Well, if we we're on to Cincinnati. Like, he'll catch himself every now and then because he'll start to give something away, and then he's just like, nope, nope, that's right. I have to go back to being the robot that I was programmed to be. Yeah. And I cannot become he, second. Yeah, he, exactly. He can't, he can't have emotion because even when, like, when he won the AFC championship game, like, you didn't see him smile. He's just like, yeah, yay. Like, him and – I want him and Droopy to have a animated cartoon short just for the replay value because <laughs> I would watch that every day just to go to sleep because there's no emotion in it and nothing would happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? No, with the whole his wife like cheating on him thing, but we have, we have to get back to Des Bryant after this, but um. With the whole his wife cheating on him, just like no, I'm on to the next wife. Like it's, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, nope. I have another one lined up. Uh, we we're gonna bench we're gonna bench her for a little bit. She might come back in the fourth quarter. <laughs> okay, that, that sounds like a sound strategy, Bill. Um, care to elaborate on the thought process of that? Uh, does not compute. <laughs> does not compute. error. <laughs> Yeah, you hear the uh, you see the error four hundred four message on the web browser. <laughs> it shows up in his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> you see his ears extend past him a little bit, and they start flashing. <laughs> so anyway, Des Bryant, where do you yeah. think he ends up? Um. Well, obviously, he said he wants to end up, like, you know, staying in the NFC East, but I don't think that's going to happen because Eagles aren't interested in him. The Red- I would hope not. Yeah. The Redskins, they just signed Trent Richardson as their number one guy, so I doubt they're going to sign another big player. I mean, Trent Richardson. Wait, hold on. Hold on. They signed Trent Richardson? Yeah. Or Paul. As- I was going to say, Wrong. Trent Richardson has been retired, I thought. <laughs> no, Trent Richardson's... Uh, He's uh, not still playing, is he? I did I did not think he was still playing. I don't... No, Trent Richardson. He is... Um, Google machine sounds like a plan right now. <laughs> huh? They said the Google machine sounds like a plan right now. Oh, yeah, Trent Richardson. He's, he's in the CFL. Oh, yeah, because of course he is. Yeah, he's playing for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yep, because that's a Canadian name if I've ever heard one. All right. So, do you? So you don't think he goes to the NFC East? Not even like a New York Giants. You don't. You don't see them making a play like that. Um. Okay. We'll say the Giants don't trade Odell. Whether it be well, because they said they're not going to trade him before or during the draft. Say they don't even trade him after, and he signs, you know, this big contract. They're not going to have the money to sign Des Bryant after signing Odell, and then also on top of that, having to get, you know, new generation players. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing with the Giants. Sometimes is they get fascinated by their names and not their playing value. Um, same with the Cowboys, uh, more notably because the Cowboys are very, very, very notorious for that. Um, 
So where do you think he actually goes then if he doesn't stay in the NFC East? Well, I've seen a lot of – no, I've seen – well, not a lot, but a lot of reports of these three teams, and I don't like one of them being a Packers fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is he going to Green Bay? One of them was Green Bay, but he's he said he's not going to go there because there's too much history with the whole did he catch it thing, you know, that pass against Sam Shields. So Yeah. Um, it was Green Bay, San Francisco, or New England. Now, I don't see San Francisco being an option because they look like they're more focused on the younger players than they are the older. They, um, they don't seem like they would be in the hunt for a Des Bryant, but then again, I could be completely and utterly wrong. Um... New England makes sense. Green Bay does not. Um, I think Green Bay is going to draft a wide receiver maybe in like the third or fourth round um, as just kind of trying to find sneaky like uh, diamond in the rough. I would say New England, Baltimore makes sense. And... Hmm, What's another team that's known for doing this kind of thing? Um, well, if Miami. If this would have happened like two months ago, I would say the Bears, but they they already built around Trubisky. So yeah, and that's that's a strange thing too that they're locking all in on Mitch Trubisky. I, I like I, I kind of, I find it shocking that that's who they're going with. Just because, like, yeah, he had some success, but boy, did he have some failure. Now that could be because of the offensive line that they had in front of him last year. Um, but he just he did not seem like he was a good fit for Chicago. But then again, who really is? Um, I, I don't know. I, I see I see Des Bryant going to like a New England or a Baltimore. I could see that. Well, the whole thing with Trubisky is that like the Bears also really didn't have that good of wide receivers. I mean Cameron Meredith Yeah, they kinda got rid of their best one and they went to the Philadelphia Eagles. What yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> with uh you know Cameron Meredith, he's going to the Saints now. Um, I mean, if you think Bears wide receivers, who do you think of? <laughs> uh, um, I mean, there is, like, you have Kevin White, but he's injury prone, so you never know when you're going to have him healthy. Um, yeah, Cameron Meredith... I mean, they have two really good receivers. It's just they're injury prone, so it's hard to say if they're going to stay on the field for a whole 16 games or not. Yeah, and like I said, Cameron Meredith is in uh, New Orleans now, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry. But but now they have, like, I'm saying last year, but now they have Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah, um – Allen Robinson's going to be a good one for him. Um, he's very underrated, but again, another injury guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, he didn't really play at all last year. I don't think. No, I thought I thought he was injured. Yeah, he was injured last year. Yeah, so like he's another injury guy, and you don't know exactly what you're going to get out of him. I mean, he's from Penn State, right, Allen Robinson? Um, I I want to say yes. I'll look it up. Considering I live in Pennsylvania, I should know this, but I'm not a Penn State fan. Um, yeah, but, I'm a big Wisconsin. You know, I, I like watch. I like I like watching the Badgers play, but uh, no, yeah, he, he's a Penn, you know, Penn State. Yeah, um, and I'm sorry that you like the uh, the Badgers. Um, I don't. I mean, it, it's oh, you don't. Okay, I'm watching them play. I thought you said you do. Okay, <laughs> um, but. Allen Robinson had a good career in college, um, but he's he's yet to really have that breakout performance in the in the pros. So it's hard to say if he's going to have that or not. 
Um, Kevin White, again, it's you feel bad for the kid because he's just been so injured. So hopefully maybe he'll come back this year and be able to uh, be able to succeed. But it's hard to say. Yeah. So what else has happened here, Mike? And let's keep this ball rolling so that way we don't inconspicuously get shut off again. <laughs> um, <laughs> there hasn't really been too much. I mean, there's been some retirements. Yeah, uh, yeah. James Harrison retiring this past uh, this past week, didn't he? After 15 years. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, many- that one kind of caught me as a shock because I would have never thought that that um, no body fat having guy would retire ever. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to play until like he died on the field. Yeah, like, he just, he seemed like he was in shape, but uh, I read one of his things where he said he's missed enough, and now he wants to be there for the big things. And, I mean, I can never blame a guy for wanting to be with his family, so kudos to him. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it takes a lot a, a lot to walk away, you know, from the game that you love. Yeah, it does, and like that'd be like me hanging up my boots right now, being a year into my professional wrestling career. Like, it'd be hard for me to walk away from it. And I, I, I this guy's been doing it for fifteen years in the NFL, so I can, I can understand completely uh, yeah. where, where it would be tough to do that. And I mean, kudos to him for wanting to be there for his family. Never going to take anything away from it. The only thing that we did take away was that third Super Bowl ring. Let's just keep that in the back of our minds that the Eagles are the reigning Super Bowl champions. Go ahead. <laughs> um, wait, third. Where'd you get a third from? I thought he only... Um, he had two. He had two with Pittsburgh. Does, does he? Have... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, really? Pittsburgh? I th- <laughs> hello, sir. Hello, hello. Well, we got a little bit disconnected, so we're going to have to uh, try to piece this one back together. <laughs> yeah, so does my mic sound the same, or do I sound like I'm using a phone mic? No, it sounds the same. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, 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 you're good. So um, we were on the topic of James Harrison. Yes. James Harrison, and that he had won two Super Bowls. Already, he won um, the one in 04 and then the one, um, I guess, in 2010, I want to say. No, in 2010, the Packers beat the uh, Steelers. Was that 2010? Yeah. Okay, whichever whichever one was their fifth and sixth one, Harrison won those with oh, the team. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> so, we stopped him from winning his third this year. <laughs> well, it was on the page. Because, so. again... Because, again, the Eagles are the Super Bowl champions. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a question for you. I discussed this when we were trying to um, establish back to recording. Um, have you heard of who this little Tay bitch is? Oh, the little, like, nine-year-old girl? Yes! Holy yeah. shit. Okay. <laughs> who are her parents? <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, God, this isn't happening. Yeah, like, people want to talk about, oh, uh, back in my day, kids were not this disrespectful. Yo, back in my day, kids are kids are this disrespectful, apparently. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Like, she's out here, she's nine and calling people bitches and hoes, and I'm like, you don't even know what sex is. Yeah. <laughs> You don't even know how to spell those words. Yeah, like if you smell if you spell bitches, I'm pretty sure autocorrect is gonna have to help you. Yeah. <laughs> It'll like autocorrect is like verses or something. Yeah, like how <laughs> how does a nine year old first off, how do we as a society um allow this type of thing to happen where a nine-year-old makes that much money outside of being like a tv actor or whatever but then how do you how do you as parents allow your child
I think we lost Damien. Now I can now I can hear you. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. We're having issues. Yeah, this will be a very uh, <laughs> this will be interesting. Podcast. We'll have to listen back to it. If it doesn't sound good, maybe we just don't release it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just end up probably just recording a different day. Yeah, we might have to because we are just not having the greatest day for this. No. But, um, so Johnny Manzo, oh, hey, Die Hard Sports is live, by the way. <laughs> oh. I just got that notification. Oh, yeah, I did too. That's when my phone vibrated. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Johnny Manziel uh-huh. has been competing in, what is it? The, uh, the, the spring league. Is that what they call it? Yeah. The spring league. Yep. Okay. So from what I've seen, he's looked better. <laughs> I don't um, know if he's actually better, but like, I mean, he had what two, Two rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown, and a pick, I think, in two games? Um, I think so. Here, I'll, I, wow, Google is just being really active today. All right. Johnny Manziel, Spring. That's not how you spell Spring. Spring. No, I just talked about a nine-year-old learning how to spell bitches. You should understand how to spell spring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, no, he had three touchdowns in two games. Yeah, one passing, two rushing, I believe. And then what? One interception, right? Two, two, wait. Yeah, two rushing, one passing, one interception. And then he also played in the uh, Texas A&M, like, Legends game. Okay. Which, I mean, that wasn't – it's not really, like, a real game. They're not wearing – They're not wearing pads or anything. No, they're just out there just playing football, you know, having fun. Yeah. I mean, so... he, he returned an obviously botched uh, missed field goal. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, listen, it, Johnny Manziel, I believe, is going to have a hard time finding a team. I think he's going to have to go to the CFL and prove himself. Maybe he'll end up on the Saskatchewan Rough Raiders, or Rough Riders with um, Trent Richardson. <laughs> uh, I can't think what team has his rights, because there's a team in the CFL that owns his rights right now. Did He, he played there last year, didn't he? Uh, I think he signed a contract, but I don't think he ever played. Okay. I was going to say, because I remember hearing about him going to the um, CFL last year, but I didn't I didn't know if he actually played or not. Um, oh, it's something Tiger Cats. Hamilton Tiger Cats. Oh, they, oh, okay. Hamilton has him then. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he – in two games – I'm looking at his stats now. He's had 270 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. So, I mean, it's not terrible. Like, he's he's not yeah. – he doesn't look terrible. Yeah, like – so, this kind of segues into something I was going to talk about earlier. Um, when we first started recording, it kind of came across my mind – the necessity of a minor league system for the NFL, because I think that there's money to be made there. Um, because you see it now, like there's been two football organizations that have come out in the past um, six months that are trying to become direct competition for the NFL in the XFL, which is owned by, which is owned by the great wrestling promoter, Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And then <laughs> you have the AAL or the AAFL. Um, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the Association of American Football League or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you have two leagues that are trying to be 
um, that are trying to be competitors, why not, if I was the NFL, why not try to form like a loose partnership with both of these teams or both of these leagues or one of them at least to say, hey, we'll provide you with licensing rights and some help getting stadiums and TV deals and stuff like that. Like the NFL could help with that kind of stuff, maybe on like a Fox sports one or an NBC sports network or something like that to where you could have eight teams of just minor league players and undrafted free agents that could go there, try to hone their craft. So that way when the NFL comes calling and they need players, you have somewhere to pull your players from, you know what I mean? Like, like, like they do in major league baseball, they have three developmental systems under or three farm teams underneath a major league team. You have your triple a team, your double a team and your sing your single a team. So why not do that mm-hmm. with football? I just feel like they're missing out on a big opportunity. And if they run it in the spring, then they're making money. Yeah, um, I think it's just because I think it's a tradition thing is what is happening there because you know it's always been tradition that they use the draft or the supplemental draft. Yeah, but we've also seen that like the supplemental draft's not helping anyone. I mean, the supplemental draft, you know, the Browns got Josh Gordon. Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) I I I see your point. I guess I just I just don't understand the 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 thought process behind not having a a minor league system, even if it is loosely affiliated and they have their own team names and their own players and stuff like that. But like, you could at least scout from there. Yeah, I mean that makes sense though. Like, you know, obviously it costs a little more. Um. But having, like, I don't know, like the 49ers having at least one developmental team. Well, they do for, like, that's what, like, the spring league is, is developmental teams. Right, but even then, they're not really, they're not really, they're not being showcased. And if you're going to do something like the spring league, make it a full season. Don't just do three games or two games or whatever to... And not show it to anybody. Try to try to market that. Like you and I, this week, are I was talking to you about the homework that we have for our discussion post. It's monetizing um, emotional emotional connections. Well, people are emotionally connected to the NFL, so why not try to move that? There you go. See, I just helped you out with your homework. You can always use it. Um, Yeah, I still haven't done it. Yeah, well, see, there you go. If you choose the NFL as your your emotional connection, then you're able to sit there and say, what is one thing you would change? You could make the Spring League an actual televised event. Because, like, over in Reading, which is um, about two hours east of us, on their local networks, they air the Phillies minor league team uh, baseball Mm -hmm. games. So why not do that? It just it, it blows my mind that that's not a thing. Yeah, and another point too about the whole like emotional connection thing is that um, everybody likes an underdog story. So if it's some kid coming out of a Division two or Division three college, but you know had to go there because he wasn't given a scholarship to a D one school and couldn't afford it, you know. Um. You know, but he's great. You know, everybody's going to want to watch that kid play in this developmental league. So Exactly. Like, do you understand the amount of money that the NFL would make from a kid who's kept his notes? Like, say a Saquon Barkley would um, – say his combine was not very good. He falls out in the draft. He gets picked up by one of these minor league teams, a kid that keeps his nose clean, works really hard, leads the league in rushing his rookie year in the spring league after 12 games. Mm-hmm. You know how many jerseys that would sell? Because you'd be like, "Oh, this kid—he's—he's really—he's really trying hard." It would—it would erase the narrative of trying to root against players to root for players. Because right now, there's such a narrative in the NFL where it's like, "Oh, I—I—I I, I hate Colin Kaepernick because he didn't stand for the flag." Well, okay, but the kid's talented. 
like mm-hmm. just because he doesn't share the same political beliefs as you does not mean that he's not a talented player and deserves a shot at trying to play in the NFL. So say you have the opposite where a kid is just he's just focused on football. That's all you see, that's all you see him doing, that's all you hear about him doing is focusing on football. The whole nation would get behind that the nation of football fans, I should say, would get behind that because you would find something to really root for. And it's like, yeah, live out your dream, kid. Do it. Do it. And then you have those 10 people that are just like, no, I wasn't able to play in a D3 school, so screw him. Ah, fuck you. But (laughs) for the most part, you'd have like a, a true story there. And ESPN and NBC, they would run with it. And it would give you guys... Yeah, it's a gold Yeah, game. it would give them such good publicity. So, like, I just... I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's a lost... It, I feel like it's a loss on the NFL to not try to monetize that. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I kind of... What did I think? Oh, uh, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Uh you know, the NFL claims to not be blackballing him. Well, they are. It's proven that they are because of two things. One, the Ravens signed RG3. Mm -hmm. And two, um, uh, Kaepernick had a workout scheduled with the Seahawks. Well, then when asked if he would uh, stand for the pledge or for the national anthem, uh, he didn't give an answer. He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. And the Seahawks, he didn't, he didn't have his workout anymore. Yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, it's hard because, like, when when it came out that Barry Bonds was using steroids, you, mm-hmm. you were hard-pressed to find people that really backed him outside of the fan base itself. So outside of the Colin Kaepernick supporters – you're going to find it hard to find people to back him. And the problem is it's such a polarizing topic that he blackballed himself by using his own right of free speech and right of free protest. Like that's our, that's his first amendment, right? He is, he is perfectly okay to protest the national anthem if that is what he so chooses. And we're not getting political here. I'm just I'm I'm kind of showcasing the the thought process behind a general manager canceling a workout with Colin Kaepernick. So let's say you have a polarizing figure like that, like a Barry Bonds, that say the Giants didn't keep him. You'd find teams hard pressed to bid on Barry Bonds because he cheated. You'd find teams hard pressed to bet on Colin Kaepernick because he is so polarizing. So, yeah, I I think he kind of in doing what he thought was right, he screwed himself. That's just that's just my opinion. Well, it makes sense. Yeah, um, I guess if I were a GM, depending on you know the team that I'm you know, run. Um, yeah, like with the Ravens, like they're the criminal crows. Like you would like not saying that Colin Kaepernick's a criminal, but they 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 yeah. love controversy down there in Baltimore. So you would think that that'd be a gold mine for them. But sorry, go ahead. I did not mean to cut you off. <laughs> but like an example, last season, you know, um when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, Brett Hundley isn't really depend like like I've said this before. He didn't do bad, he didn't do good, yeah. you know. Um, he was a. I get. I guess a lot of people, you know, were upset that Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and where they were expecting an Aaron Rodgers type player, and they didn't get it, so they made him look worse than he was. But, um, example when you have a player like Aaron Rodgers go down, and when Colin Kaepernick is still a free agent, you know, give him a chance. I once I don't sign him to a multi-year contract. Give him like a one-year prove-it contract, yep. and 
let let him play basically, and if he doesn't work out, put Hundley in. Yeah, that's 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 all he needs is a chance, and it's like over in San Francisco, he just really didn't have that opportunity. Management didn't back him. They weren't really putting the pieces together. And when it all comes down to it, Jimmy Garoppolo is the better quarterback when it comes down to Jimmy G versus Colin Kaepernick. It, Jimmy G's winning that hands down every time because he studied underneath the best quarterback of our generation, Tom Brady. And Jimmy, well, okay, I'm very biased towards the quarterback that can sit in the pocket and like, well, I like watching, you know, like a scrambling quarterback, but. If I was a GM, I would take a player like Jimmy Garoppolo who can scramble but isn't a run-first quarterback. See, you're going to find those more now, I think, than you did before because now you're starting to see Carson Wentz, a Nick Foles, um, 10, 10, 15 years ago, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, You're seeing that more prevalent now in a pass-first, run-second quarterback outside of Russell Wilson, who's trying to become that, and it's just not working. Um, so, like, you see Cam Newton. He less, he's, he's fixing his play style because he knows, I can't take 300 hits a year and try to maintain my level of play. It's just not going to work. I mean, there one year he had gotten hit 200 more times than any other quarterback in the, in the NFL. Uh-huh. And you just can't you just can't ask your quarterback to do that. So he's trying to change his play style, and it's it's hitting some bumps. But that's what it's gonna. That's how it's going to be. That's why you and I talked about the draft. That's why I believe a Josh Allen is going to be a better investment. He it, yes, maybe within the first three years he might not be, but in the long run, Josh Allen is going to provide you more longevity and more success than a Sam Darnold, a Josh Rosen, or a um, Lamar Jackson. Or a Baker well, or a Jackson, Baker Mayfield. Well, Lamar Jackson, you know, <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff about the Patriots, you know, getting him in the draft. I just got something that said that the Patriots are seeing Josh Rosen slide on a lot of on a lot of draft boards, and they're going to try to get him. See, I've seen that too. Bleacher um, Report just sent it out like a half hour ago. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of stuff. Uh, people ask Tom Brady about that, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I'd love to see Lamar Jackson come here. And, you know, he's a beast and all this stuff." I'm like, it, "It's really weird seeing a player like Tom Brady who run, you know, a snail runs faster than him, and then you have Lamar Jackson who I don't think he ran, he didn't run a 40 yard dash at all. He didn't run it at the combine. He didn't run it." As pro day either. No, he's <laughs> he's trying to eliminate the stigma, which I think is a smart move. I think in it the is. branding of Lamar Jackson, whoever his agent is, is brilliant. Be- his mom. Is it his mom? Okay. His mom's a freaking genius because she's just like, okay, they're looking at you as a run-first quarterback. Don't run. Mm-hmm. Just show that you Show your run. arm. Show your accuracy, which that was – what it was, but um, yeah, it wasn't great. No, but a Lamar Jackson in like the third round dropping to the Patriots, who might trade like one of their umpteen meh receivers for a third round pick early. I could see them completely taking them. That is such a Patriots move. That is definitely a Patriots move. <laughs> now, I I don't see him falling to the third round, I see late first, early second. Now, see, I see Baker Mayfield um, sliding in the first, so I don't think that Lamar will get taken until the second at least, but I can also see him dropping to the third because once once these teams get their quarterback, their starting quarterback, you've seen it time and time again. That Excuse me. Once their first couple – once those first couple mainstream quarterbacks get taken, it'll go into like the fourth round till the next quarterback is taken. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where my thought process is on it all. But it could it could be 
that he goes in the uh, excuse me in the um, in the second round early. But I, I that's just how I've seen the draft uh, happen before. But then again, I'm also coming from a place where I really don't know too many of the players in the draft. So, <laughs> well, and how you said that you know the Patriots are you know seeing Josh Rosen slide down a lot um, and taking him. One thing that concerns me about that is that it's going to end up being a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers type situation. Yep. Where, um, okay, Josh Rosen has said before that he want he plans on winning more Super Bowls than Tom Brady. And um, he said that if Tom Brady wins one more, then he's going to win seven. And if Tom Brady wins seven, he's going to win eight. So, I mean – Good for him, but just remember what happened when Vince Young called the Eagles the dream team. Don't don't talk too much, bud. I mean, I think that's a product of his upbringing, really, for the for the comparison because he was brought up in a pretty wealthy family. Doesn't look like the kid's been told no ever in his life. So, I, well, <sighs> what, what I'm meaning by like, you know what I mean? Yeah, by the whole Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I do, I do. I'm just saying, like that kid is coming in very, very cocky. Um, but yeah, you're going to have, you're going to have a time where they're going to look at Brady and he's going to have a couple bad games and they're going to be like, well, man, put that, put the Rosen kid in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And cause Brady's Brady needs to soon retire. You saw it towards the end of last year. He wasn't the same quarterback anymore. He can't throw the deep ball accurately as much unless it's to Gronk. We don't know if Gronk's coming back. Um, so it, it would, it would just not make sense to draft a Josh Rosen. If you're going to draft somebody, I would draft somebody that is completely different than Tom Brady. Like a Lamar Jackson. Like a Lamar Jackson, right. Have Tom Brady, well, have Tom Brady take the running quarterback under his wing and say, learn for two years. Don't move out of the pocket learn what I'm showing you, focus on the games, and you'll have success. And then you'll have a Cam Newton-esque quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and uh, I want to point this out. I think it's actually kind of funny. Uh, If the Patriots get Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. and say they're in the Super Bowl again and they try running that trick play that they had that Tom Brady dropped the ball. Oh, Lamar Jackson scoring. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just want to point that out, that that play would end up way different. Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. But they didn't. Eagles still won. Let's go. So, uh, <laughs> what are uh, what are your new thoughts on the draft two weeks um, reserved from our last podcast and a week away from the actual draft itself? Because that is coming up on the 25th, I believe. 26th it's eight it's eight days from now yeah eight days from now what are your thoughts on the um on the draft where do you think the biggest moves are going to come from what do you what are your thoughts well there is a lot of stuff been going around about a big three-way trade i'm going to look it up here what teams it is i know it's involving the bills yeah i had seen something about that um I was at work um, probably on my way back from uh, my my break when that when I saw that come across the other day. So I wasn't able to actually read it and then kind of forgot about it because that's how my mind works. So um, I did see that there was going to be a big three-way trade. But I also saw um, Saquon Barkley's camp said that he should just tell the Browns flat out he's not going to play for them. Yeah, he wants. They want him to pull basically an Eli Manning. Yeah, and that's or a John Elway. That's an interesting development because, I like I said, I think Saquon should go number one to the Browns, but I guess they didn't impress him. And if that's the case, then maybe we see Saquon going to a Giants or going to a Jets. Well. His reps, you know, want him to say that, but he said before, and it was not that long ago, that um, he wants to be like the LeBron, like how LeBron is to the Cavaliers. Yeah. To the Browns. So, 
Um, I don't really think that's a fair statement anymore after the moves that they've made this offseason. I don't either. Um, I think that the Browns have made all the right moves so far. It, they already have their own little version of Le, of LeBron in Jarvis Landry and uh, Tyrod Taylor. So, <laughs> Well, then – Maybe maybe he wants to be uh, Kyrie Irving and go uh, and go to the next. <laughs> um, See, I understand anyway, some basketball. <laughs> uh, the three-way trade was between the Bills, Giants, and Broncos. So what? The Bills would trade up to the number two. Giants would drop back to the number five, and Broncos would drop back to wherever the Bills pick. I think that's how it worked. Okay. What would the Bills want? Saquon? Or would they draft a quarterback? No, they, they get a quarterback. Okay. I can see that. Because then that's still, think- that still gives the Giants an opportunity to draft Saquon if he's there or um, whatever. Yeah, whatever quarterback's left. That, may, that, that might be a smart move for the Giants. It might be a win win for the Giants, really. Because um, you know they're going to get something else on top of just the first round pick. So maybe if they could try to get a mid, like a mid-level running back that's better than Orleans Darkwall or a linebacker, um, that might be a smart move for, for the Giants. That, they might come out the winners of it all. Well, th- this is how it would work. If the Bills get the second overall pick, the Giants get the fifth, and so two first. So the Giants would get. Hold on, Giants would get two first round and a third. Yeah. Okay. And would get a first, a second, and an early third. Okay. Um, yeah, the Giants seems like they would still be the winners in that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what they could do is get a quarterback if Saquon is gone at five. And then, depending on what they want to do, if maybe it's somebody like Quentin Nelson, if he falls that far. If, If he falls that far, right. Um... And then if they're desperate for running back with the whole Saquon thing, um, there's all also Darius Geist or whatever the hell his last name is. Okay. Um, and then the Broncos, obviously, the Broncos are kind of desperate for both and a quarterback now. Yeah, because um, you know they're not going to go with Paxton Lynch. I mean, they can try, but he hasn't been that he's NFL worthy. So, <laughs> yeah, well, their offensive line hasn't proven that they're NFL worthy either. So, um, exactly. but I, yeah, the Broncos seem to be the losers in that trade. So, I don't know if that would be a smart move for them or not. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it would make sense if it was a Bills. If it was strictly a Bills and Giants trade, yeah, that's that's what I would think. Like, not a not a Broncos trade. I think the Broncos should pull their names out of it, unless they're one of the unless they're one of the picks that's helping the Bills get up there. That might be a thing, but well, yeah, because the Giants would get the fifth overall. But I mean, yeah, in the fifth. Like, you let the Giants. Yeah, I don't know the. Fifth and the yeah, I mean they're a good trade. Was, yeah, they need a. Um, I don't know who they take. I mean, at that point, the only person that would be left that is like top that would be top five quarterback material would be a Baker Mayfield. No, the second overall. Oh, for the Bills. Yeah, um, if they're, if I thought you happened. said. I thought you said Giants. My bad. Um, yeah, the. If I were the Bills, 
the one that best fits who what kind of scheme they're running is a Sam Darnold. Yeah. Well, like I said, it depends um, who gets taken first. So, like, say Sam Darnold would be take would be taken first, probably a Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean that was that would be where Baker Mayfield would jump up into the top five. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's the Bills are a tricky team to kind of project because their drafts normally aren't that good. Mm-hmm. So. They, they always draft weirdly. I mean, hell, they could probably end up drafting a defensive end at two. You know what I mean? And it, it just it, – it would make sense, but it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, and that's how all that's, – yeah, that's how the Bills are. They make sense, but they don't. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, we're going to take a defensive end for the seventh year in a row, and it's like, okay – you want to pick something else? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna, your first you six haven't worked. Yeah, your first six defensive ends over the past six years haven't worked out. But, yeah, this seventh one, we got a really good feeling about it. And it's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I look at it. But. Um, has there been anything else big happening in the world of pro football this week? The world of pro that week. Um, yeah, that we can really discuss before winding things down. Um, not really. In, uh, there's been a couple of players that haven't been present for their off-season workouts or for their team's off-season off-season workouts. But yeah. Yeah, but like for me. Showing up to OTAs, they're optional. Um, sometimes guys are just like, man, I'm too old for that shit. So <laughs> I, I, I'm i not really too worried about that. Um, well, a lot of the players, yeah, get, you know, when they're in contract negotiations. Yeah, but Odell showed up, didn't he? Odell showed up for OTAs. Yeah, well, I think he's obligated to because I think he it. Yeah. I think it's just a safe face, which is also a smart move. Not going to lie, it's a smart move. Uh, yeah. It shows teams that's like when the going gets tough, he's going to get going. So. Yeah, so even if he gets – if you, even if he becomes a free agent, they're going to show a wall. Even if he's going to have contract problems, he'll still be there. Yeah, exactly. So it saves face for him. Um yeah, uh, for everybody listening at home, um, me and Michael have kind of decided that we're probably going to do this bi-weekly up until uh, season starts, maybe an exception for next week after the draft, considering the draft just happened, and you'll get our um, immediate reactions for that. Um, but until the season really starts getting underway, like training camps and um, the second round of free agency before the season begins, because we all know how fun that one can be, mm-hmm. we're probably we're probably going to keep this to a bi-weekly podcast. Um, is this still going to come out on Mondays? We're going to do Mondays. Yeah, I'll do Monday. Yeah. I think Mondays is our best bet. Um, kickstart your week with us. Um, we're still trying to figure this stuff out. So bear with us, um, over the technical difficulties. Uh, we're listening back. We're going to take some feedback from you guys. Um, if you have any suggestions at all, you can always tweet at me, uh, Damien D A M. IAN underscore Miller on Twitter. Um, Michael, it's, uh, yeah, you're going to have to tell yours. I, I, I want to say it's Michael P, but I think that's wrong. No, that's it. It's, yeah, at it's okay. Michael P, I T S M I C H A E L P. Yeah. So, um, yeah, tweet at us with the hashtag in the huddle and give us your feedback there. Um, if you guys have any questions for either of our radio shows, you can tweet at us there um, with either hashtag under center for Michael for his football show, which airs every Wednesday at two o'clock Eastern time, one o'clock central. Yep. Yep. One o'clock central and uh, 12 o'clock uh, mountain, 11 o'clock Western Pacific. Shut up. I knew where I was going with that. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah is western uh it's john wayne's time zone so (laughs) yes and you can um 
tweet your baseball questions at me if you have any uh at my uh yeah yep my mind just went blank you can tweet at me at damien underscore blur use the hashtag on deck and ask your questions there my live show is at four o'clock eastern time sundays one o'clock pacific um on the Mixler app, you just go on there and follow Die Hard Sports Radio. Um, don't forget to check it out uh, every Wednesday at 2 Eastern, Sunday at 4 Eastern. Also, uh, I have a professional wrestling show uh, in May, on May 19th. So out after the one on Saturday that I will have just had. Um, Saturday, May 19th, go on to Facebook and follow Susquehanna Wrestling Organization um, for all the latest news and updates for that. And you can also check out my matches on SWO Uprising. Just search the name Richard Bonaire. I think I have all my plugs out of the way. <sighs> I have too many plugs. I mean, I just, I mean, I use a lot. So. Yeah, I. I'm trying to get more active on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. It's better when people actually at me because then I'm actually responsive. Other than that, I'm just like, eh, I'll scroll, scroll, scroll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, also you can um, check out my interview. If you're a professional wrestling fan, I just gave my thoughts on WrestleMania 34 on a podcast called the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. You can find that on SoundCloud. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, and wherever else you get your podcast. Um, so yeah, check that out. Check us out back here on Anchor um, or Apple Podcasts. I'm trying to get us onto Google Podcasts as well, uh, or Google Play Podcasts, and we're on Pocket Casts. And the fourth one is Overcast overcast thank you very much um or if you download podcast addict you don't have to go through any of that stuff um you could just download it there so that's what i do when i download my podcasts anything else from you michael uh no i i got nothing um i mean all, all of our stuff too is also in the description for the show um, yeah, our, our Snapchats and gamer tags. <laughs> Snapchats, gamer tags, Twitters. I think that's all we have on there. Yeah, I think so. I don't feel like linking my Facebook. It's too yeah, personal. Yeah, exactly. I don't want people going on my Facebook and creeping. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't need that one. But um, yeah, no. other than that, I believe that is it. We will talk to you guys next week after the draft and give a give our full results on that uh just stay tuned to our twitters just to kind of keep an update on when these podcasts come out uh before we go um yes as you know uh we've had a battle of who's going number one sam donald or josh allen so i guess we'll find out and talk about it on the next episode (laughs) yeah yeah, it is the battle of the better quarterback. Uh, Josh Allen is the better quarterback. You will never prove me wrong. <laughs> Until he gets picked later on in the draft. Uh, no, he's going to go number one. <laughs> Do you Just even you want wait. to see him go to the Browns, though? <laughs> um, uh, no, but I want to be right. <laughs> so... <laughs> The amount of not being wrong versus the amount of do I really want to see this kid's career plummet is kind of in a balance. They've turned around, but yeah. (laughs) We see them turn around every three years. Their turnaround is winning four games out of 16. That's better than 0-16. Yeah. You're welcome, Deshaun Kaiser. You can now join John Kitna for that um, illustrious, illustrious – uh, recognition of being starting quarterbacks of teams that went 0-16. He, he's on the Packers now, <laughs> just to clarify. I rest my case on where things are going for Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, I'm very scared about that. If he ends up being our next quarterback after Rodgers retires, which I don't think You he know, 
You know what's funny, though? For a second, I actually thought you meant John Kitna. I was like, when the hell did John Kitna come back and go to the Packers? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that man is 49 years old. There is no way that he has come out of retirement. <laughs> well, did you know that Dan – I don't know if we're supposed to like wrap it up here, but did you know that Dan Marino was a free agent until last year? What? Yeah. He was, like, semi-retired. Oh, that's entertaining. Did you know Dan Orlovsky is like 46 and is still kind of a free agent too? Yeah. Like, good God. Um, so, yeah, that about wraps this up for Michael Phillips. I am Damian Miller. We are signing off. Thank you for tuning in. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.